back with another episode of Beneath It All. This is your host, Suzanne Gurries. My guest today is Monty Ball, recognized as one of the best running backs in Badger history. He played in the NFL for a while until, you know, things started to begin catch up to him with alcohol and kind of dealing with depression. Today, I want to be able to dive into his story, man, um, and to shine light on what he's been through and how it shaped him today. Monty, thank you, and welcome to my show. Absolutely. I'm, I'm most definitely looking forward to it. I appreciate you having me. Man, you have a story to tell, and I want people to hear it. You know? uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm very open about it because I do believe that it has already helped others. Yeah. And I want to continue that journey of helping, sure. uh, continue to help more people. So alcohol was a big, has been a big issue mm-hmm. before in your past. Um, when did you start to see that alcohol was interfering with your professional career mm-hmm. of football? Yeah, it's. Uh, it really, I really started to notice it um, really towards the, right at the middle middle of my rookie season um, in the NFL back in 2013, um, right around like September, October, uh, because, uh, you know, a young kid giving a lot of money. Yes. Um, I caught myself at times spending a good amount of money at the liquor store mm. and then drinking with, during the pregame and then drinking at the club later that night with tables, bottles, etc. Um, then obviously checking the expenses the next day and that process just kind of continued and with that came a decline in my productivity on the field. Yeah. I think <clears throat> and we see this commonly within athletes that they can perform at the highest level while still drinking, doing yeah. performing, enhancing <laughs> drugs. Like, you finally realized it was a problem for you, mm-hmm. right? I kind of think that that's what kind of set me up for failure is I was heavily drinking in college, but I was still outperforming yeah. everyone on the field. Okay. Um, so I was kind of telling myself, oh, it's not that bad because I'm Heisman finalist. I'm breaking all the records, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I kind of almost wish, I don't know, it's really weird uh, that I may have not have performed so well, so I would have found a reason why I'm not performing so well, and that being yes, alcohol, and I yes. kind of would have stopped it then. Dang. As a, a, lot of, a lot of athletes wouldn't say they wish that would happen to them. But I uh, think that's, yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's good that you would have wished that that happened so you can recognize it earlier yeah. than later, right? Absolutely, yeah, because it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of people tend to forget that alcohol is, is a drug. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, it causes a lot of destruction in people's lives. It does. It's the main one, actually, it's that causes the, a lot of destruction in families, yeah. relationships. So would you say in college that you were dealing with, you know, mental health issues? Absolutely, yeah. What were, the, what were you suffering from, you think? Yeah, so obviously hindsight being twenty twenty through therapy, uh, uh, throughout therapy and everything, I've realized that I was um, self-medicating, of course, with yeah. alcohol. I was obviously trying to suppress something. Yeah. And, uh, what, were you su- what were you trying to suppress? Uh, for me, it was um, just the living my life in a fishbowl, my anxiety, social mm. anxiety was through the roof. Um, trying to you know, kind of live a double life in a sense. Now, this may sound a little bit weird, but it's like I was, you know, pegged as this poster child for a, for a program. Okay. But I also still wanted to be a, I also still wanted to be a kid. I still wanted to be at the bars. I still wanted to party. But then I had yeah. to also walk out and, you know, act like I'm, you know, at the at the at the top. And 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 I guess where I'm getting at is I had to act as if everything wasn't, or that everything was fine. Yeah. I couldn't voice what was really going on Ooh. with me. And I think as athletes, and me being a current athlete now, I, I see it a lot. A lot of athletes don't want to say that they're not doing okay because they don't want to, to tell their coach, their teammates, or even disappoint the fans. Especially, yeah. being, I guess, being a top athlete like yourself. Right. You... <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, and it's, it's, it's such an awesome thing to actually talk about now. Like yeah. I said, and I... Um, you know, being able to just revisit the memories and everything because it's 
now being older and realizing like you're not the only one who's gone through it. Yeah. Other, I guess, you know, other people in other aspects of their life, I should say, or what have you, go other businesses go through it as well too. People who are acting in the acting world, Hollywood, or mm-hmm. or musicians, go through it as well too because you know that fans necessarily don't care about yeah. if you're tired. If you're, <laughs> if you're, if you got aches and pains, or if you just they got a divorce, they want to see you perform on the court. <clears throat> if you just got a divorce, or if your family member just died, they don't care. Yeah, it's you fumbled the football, or your voice cracked during that my favorite part of the song. It's mm-hmm. you suck. This was not a good experience for me. Yeah, they <laughs> don't know. see that we're humans. Yeah. Athletes are humans. We have feelings. <clears throat> we go through things, but yeah. it's important. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's that's why I kind of went down this path of yeah. of wanting to continue to help people and starting the you know, the Money Ball Fund. Okay, uh, talk more about the Money Ball Fund. Like, yeah, how has that been for you? It's been good. It's really been good. It's uh, so the Money Ball Fund is is under UW's foundation, five hundred one c three. So what it is is it's, it's geared towards providing mental health resources, yes. education, um, and some counseling for UW student athletes. Because I do know that. The psychology department here uh, for the student athletes has teamed up with Connect- Connections Counseling okay. to help student athletes. So I kind of wanted to just find my way in. It's yeah. only a year and a half old now. It's obviously going to take some time to really get, you know, some good money into it to mm-hmm. obviously help. But you got to start somewhere. You do have to start yeah. somewhere. I think you're starting, and that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I think people don't even start it, but you're actually putting it into connection and making it work. Right. Because you're trying to help the future athletes. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, a lot of athletes athletes need, mm-hmm. you know, they need avenues yes. to vent. Um, they do. You know, it's kind of difficult to to vent with your teammates uh, or even your coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's one of those things where a lot of people don't understand what student athletes go through. The amount yeah. of pressure. Yeah. It's you gotta balance school. You gotta. I mean, you know. Yeah. You gotta be at practice. You gotta be on that court for X you amount of so hours. You have so many demands <laughs> coming at you. Like it's yeah. a lot. A lot of people don't want to hear it because they're like, oh, well, you got free school, etc. But yeah. it's like. It comes with a lot of free. There's a lot of things that come with free. <laughs> that's another, that's another okay. topic, of course. Right, that is a lot, another topic. Um, do you think the college environment played a huge role, obviously, in your dealing with mm-hmm. alcohol and depression? It's been tough to really uh, kind of explain that or talk about it because I never want to point the finger. I never yeah. want to say uh, that other reasons were why I did what I did. I'm in full control of my actions yes. of, of, of wanting to drink instead of practice uh, uh, my craft. But... Uh, People know um, mm. Wisconsin is deemed a drinking state. Yes. Uh, I do believe that there is there is obviously some sort of correlation with uh, me coming here to Wisconsin and my drinking accelerating. Yeah, because um, you, you started in your freshman year of, of college, you didn't really drink as much, but sophomore you started sophomore. to like yeah, started yeah. to ramp up. Yeah, my sophomore year is really when it kind of took off, uh, kind of the middle towards the end yeah. of my sophomore season. Um, and there's a lot of other things that were going on, um, just distress, just a lot of stress. And as a I student athlete, it. it's like you you don't have a lot of time to really process that no, stress. No, you don't. Because you, it's like every the next day is more stuff coming yep. at you. Yeah. I, I literally feel that. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time to process it. You don't. And you're already at a young age, so it's like you just you just suppress it. You just bury it. You just bury mm-hmm. it. And, um, and just like I stated earlier, so much success was still coming with me suppressing um, my mm. depression and me self-medicating with alcohol to where I was like, nothing's wrong. 
Yeah. I think he. Your father, your father dealt with. He was an alcoholic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So growing up, like your upbringing, you see him. Did, did that trauma kind of lead to where you're at, sophomore year? Um, I was most fortunate. Um, my so my father's been a recovering alcoholic for 24 years. Um, he stopped drinking when I was two. Mm. So actually, he's like 26, 27 years, whatever, somewhere in that range. But, uh, but. You know, I have a lot of other family members as well who are still, yeah. um, like you know, uncles, aunts, and I'm and I'm not here to obviously talk poorly on anyone. Sure. Uh, it, it's it's kind of prevalent in African American families. Okay, I will say, my, <laughs> and I would say this too. My mother is is still drinking, right. and growing up, I saw her. You know, yeah. abuse alcohol, uh, and it it made me going into college. I was like, I'm not drinking at all. Mm-hmm. I saw her abusing. I saw what it did to her. That I was like, no, I'm not going that same route. That's smart of you. Right. It's like my younger sister, she's. She's at UW Milwaukee. She's a sophomore, and she has not touched a drink. Cause I saw the, the destruction and what yeah. it can do to one's life. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, but it's very prevalent in African families because we are dealing with so much in the society that we. It's hard for us. Where, where are we gonna go? Yeah. You know? It's just so much passed down of of, passed down. of oppression, and it's also Hello. what is passed down with that is in the African American community we do not go. Seek help. We don't. I was go just talking talk to my brother. I was just talking to David therapists. about this. We do not mm-hmm. we because do when we, we go, there's only white mm-hmm. psychologists yeah. or therapists. They don't understand. They can't understand our experience. You can't relate to uh, yeah, being African American, especially in the state, the number one state of incarceration for African Americans in the country. Come so on. It's, uh, it's one of those things, but it's it's there's 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 different avenues you can take, obviously, to work around it. And at yeah. some point, you do have to just get the help that you need. But you have to get the help. But it starts somewhere. It's uh. There's a system of oppression yeah. is what it is. So what do you wish you'd have done at Wisconsin your sophomore, junior year yeah. before you went to the pros to help you? Um, honestly, I wish I would have just gone and saw somebody. I wish I would have... Uh, yeah, I wish I would have just went and talked to somebody. Yeah. Um, about just... Just being able to just file my emotions mentally, you know, mm-hmm. like storm, understand why I'm having that emotion or understand why I'm stressed out. Uh, yeah. Just something that simple, I believe, could have went a long way. Um, but again, just like I said, it's so much Excuse me, success came with mm-hmm. all the bad stuff I was doing to where I didn't view it as bad anymore. I yeah. was like, once I made it to the league drafted by my favorite team, because mm. my parents were always telling me. In college, I was drinking too much, and you need to stop. They would tell you that? Mm-hmm. But I was so you, didn't, you didn't listen to that song? No. And then once I was drafted by the Broncos, I kind of told them it was kind of one of those, see, you know, I, I, I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. I grew up a Broncos fan. When I was eight years old, I wanted to be a running back for the Broncos. You're from so Kansas, though, right? I was born, born in Kansas. I was born in McPherson, Kansas, okay. but I moved when I was two to Missouri. Um, so, so really from wow. Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Lived 16 of my years, uh, 16 years there. But, uh yeah. Yeah, long story short, it's 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 one of those things where, you know, a lot of people, the, the opioid crisis is obviously a crisis. Mm. It most definitely is. Um, but a lot of people, I think, are losing sight of alcohol and alcoholism, yes. which is a lot more accessible than painkillers yeah, <laughs> and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So it's, I want for Wisconsin to focus on rebranding. Mm. Um, it's we pat ourselves on the back for being the number one party school drinking state in America, and I think we got to do some changing. You got to change, change, and shift the culture around yeah. here. I think that's important to be able to do that to help 
stop these athletes, but also students from, you know, for real, from leading to, to alcohol problems and it, yeah. in their future, right? That's my story. Is uh, you know, everyone asks the question, what happened to Monte Ball? And it's one of those. I mean, it's something that can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how do you how did you feel when your your mom and dad were telling you like Monty, like you're drinking way too mm-hmm. much? Just like any other kid. I mean, it's it's like okay, it's just my parents just telling me. You know, your parents have high anxiety. You know, for you, towards you, what have you? They just always are panicked or worried about. Yeah. You know where you're at, what you're doing, etc. Um, but um, my mother. I'm very close to her. She knew, of course, deep down that I had an issue uh, because she lived through with my father. Yeah, yeah. Um, they met when they were 15. My father stopped drinking when he was like 20, 21. So for six years, she saw it. Mm. Um, she saw it and she knew What it did to my father. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in alcohol, obviously there's still a lot of science that has to back it, but uh, it... You know, I may carry that gene. Yeah. And passed Jeans down from my father, man. his father. Um, so my paternal lineage is, uh, you know, pretty damaged with alcoholism. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted so to. So you don't touch alcohol at all now? No. Oh, gosh, no. No, mm. no, no, not at all. Um, my son, I don't even know if he's even seen alcohol. Good, good, <laughs> uh, he's, good. He'll be four in April, but uh, okay. so he obviously doesn't even know. But uh, yeah. it's one of the things I'm a little nervous, of course. Uh if, if I passed it down, that's some anxiety that I have to deal with, but mm. I think it's a lot of the upbringing. So when you were with the Denver Broncos, obviously you were released, but you also had mm-hmm. some domestic cases yeah, too, yeah. right? Was that, if the alcohol obviously is like factor into that, those cases too with, with your girlfriend? 100%, yeah, 100%. It's one of those things, it's, it's um, uh, you know, obviously I gotta, you know, when I talk about the, those situations, mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, it's, I, I just, when I came out and spoke about it, I always told people, I know some people are never going to like me mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, and that's their opinion, and they, they have a right to their opinion. Yeah. But I also want to share with people that I, I hope you guys understand how people can act uncharacteristically when they're under the influence. Yes, yes. And that is, that's not who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not making any excuses, but it's, it's, it's one of those cases where, I made a split-second decision, mistake, yeah. big-time mistake, um, that I will regret for the rest of my life. Sure. Um, but I'm using it to obviously educate our youth, educate the public on. Yes. If it can happen to me, uh, this smiley kid, this very successful kid in college, don't be naive enough to believe that it can't happen to you. Yeah. Um, type of situation. So how did it make you feel <clears throat> when you were in the county jail dealing mm-hmm. with this Mexico case? Like, afterwards... Not yeah. you know being drunk or under this influence. Right. What was your mindset like? It's what were tough. you thinking like? You it's know? tough because obviously when it happened, I didn't remember. Yeah. Once I woke up, I woke up in jail because um, I was blackout drunk when the situation happened. So like, uh, you know, obviously I spoke to my then girlfriend at the time, and she obviously explained everything that happened to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I felt like. I felt like crap. I mean, just mm-hmm. to be completely straightforward, I felt like trash. Uh, yeah. It was not a good situation for me mentally. And obviously, physically, being in the county jail for three days, watching the Denver Broncos win the what? Super Bowl. Watching your team play. Oh, they man. won the Super Bowl against the Panthers. I watched them win it right there in jail with seven other inmates around me. Yeah. And one of them kept sharing with me, that's supposed to be you up there winning. You're supposed to be a role model to us. Um, they were saying a, those type mm-hmm. of comments to you? Um, yep, African-American guy. And it's it was... Yeah, it 
it's that that probably brought some. It hurt, yeah, yeah. It, but it's but I kind of needed it. You needed it, type of thing, yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you <clears> hope <throat> to help the the next or even the the current Wisconsin athletes now? Maybe like Jonathan Taylor. Like, what yeah. are you telling him yeah. to do and prepare mm-hmm. for the next stages of his life, eventually going to the pro? Yeah, it's one of those. It's yes, it's obviously man and female both deal with. Hmm. Um, a crap ton of stress. Yes. Um, but obviously my situation, me being a man and dealing with what I dealt with is I kind of gear more towards male athletes yeah. uh, because in our society, men are almost taught not to express their feelings. Okay, you're right, you're right. And, uh, and then now, you know, couple that with you know, uh, big man on campus, ego, mm-hmm. etc. It's yeah. like, so my message to you know Jonathan Taylor is don't be too proud or feel too proud to reach out uh, mm. for help if you need someone to talk to lean on um, express yourself kind of help to kind of sort out your emotions yeah because it's only going to accelerate or become even broader or bigger what have you at the next level because you you're under so much pre- and just you're the light you are under yeah more scrutiny way more scrutiny for sure <laughs> and it's, it's important to address it like mm-hmm. I said earlier later or now rather than later yeah. you know because eventually what comes what's in the dark will come to light it always does it does it always does and that's my story is all I poured all my insecurities um you know, onto someone else, you know, mm. who didn't deserve it. And that's yeah. kind of one of those things. It's just, it just, it all poured out. It sucks that we yeah. do that. Like, right? Like, instead of talking about our feelings, expressing yeah. what's going on in our lives, we suppress it and we hinder and, and we... And spoiled over. Right. Yeah. And eventually, like, it's going to explode if you don't dress right. it. You know, yeah. um, because the problem, if you don't talk about it, you don't say nothing, it's going to continue mm-hmm. to show up in your life. I'm reading a book called The Universe Has Your Back, and the author speaks upon that a lot. She said, if you don't address the problem or if you don't heal those wounds, those wounds will, will continue keep showing, up. keep showing up, right? I need to read that. What is it called? It's called The Universe Has Your Back. I like that. Her yeah. name is Gabrielle uh, Bernstein. Bernstein. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a really good book. The Universe Has Your Back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give it, give, give it some time. I tell my brother check to watch it too, or listen to it, or okay. read it. So it's really, really good. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about this Josh Gordon? You know, oh man! That's, I mean, how, oh, my how, what was your reaction? I was late to the news too. Um, oh, ah, it's tough because <laughs> I'm obviously he has a problem. Man, obviously it's, a, it's your fifth time. Fifth time. It's your fifth time. Oh gosh, how do I go about saying this being politically correct? That's why I lo- <laughs> actually I love podcasts because I could just be straightforward. Sure, uh, yeah. At some point, you got to take accountability. Okay. You have to be. I mean, I watched a video with when he like, was in rehab with the uninterrupted, and he was like saying, you know, this is like my fifth time, obviously dealing with this problem. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I just can't control it. But like, when do you like? At some point, man, right? there's help. There's only so much a program, a person, or community can do. Do for you. It's, you got to be. You, you got to do, do it yourself first. Come on. Yeah, it's like there's only so much that can be provided for you or so much help. Yeah. But if deep down you don't want to, then they can't force it upon they're you wasting it. their resources and uh, you're wasting your time. Yes. Type of thing. So I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, oh, shame on him. He's just a waste or what have you. No, yeah. I, I, he obviously has a problem and he needs all the help that he needs. But at some point, you got as to. a grown person, you have to be like, all right. Yeah. I've been given chance after chance after chance after like, chance. What? 
and now this fifth time. Another, so. like, yeah. He's, the thing about it, and that's what's messed up about it, he's given opportunities to get help. And there's and so still giving him opportunities to play the game yeah. that he loves. And it's just like, right. he keeps messing up. Because not only now was it drugs, so obviously I'm assuming marijuana. Yeah. It was performance enhancing now, too. So it's, like, so yeah. it's not only did you get in trouble four times for marijuana, now a fifth time is marijuana and performance enhancing drug. It's like you're only, you're accelerating now? Now you're yeah, doing like what more? Do you, <laughs> so, like what, I, it's, a, it's a sad situation that I hope that he's very he, talented. Very, very talented. Yeah. And it's like, man, when are you going to realize He'll that? probably never get another chance. No. Mm-mm. Too many opportunities five? that they've given you. I'm surprised they've given him five. <sighs> Or yeah. four, or whatever the number is. Yeah, is. Yeah. I hope he gets to kind of end on that. I really hope he gets the help he needs, just for his life, because it is for just a life. game. Yeah, but it's for I his, hope life. He gets his life. Because yeah. it's beyond the game. It is. It's his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. He's a child. To, yeah. And he, he spoke about. It. He said, "I don't even, you know, talk to my child. I have no contact." That's that's messed up. Well, there's his. Uh, that's the stressor right there. Man, I, Monty, you are great. Thank you for being able to <laughs> be on my podcast, to yeah. shine a light on your story. Appreciate it. To, to show that you've helping the, the future athletes, the current athletes, but, you know, yourself too, man. I appreciate um, and it, yeah. This story has, and what you've been through has shaped who you are now, and I hope that, you know, your story helps others as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, this is, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely going to check this out, share with everybody. Perfect, it's yeah. going to be sweet. Spotify, Apple, share it, listen. This is a great story. Thank you, Monty. Thank you.